Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Susie Ahn, and this is Reset. Climate change, gun violence. Kids have so much on their minds. Research shows mental health problems among children were already on the rise. The pandemic created a spike. The CDC says mental trauma makes up a growing proportion of children's visits to hospital emergency rooms. Starting in January, Illinois students, by law, can take up to five mental health days off school, excused and without a doctor's note. Soon we'll hear from a counselor, but we start with the bill's sponsor, Democratic State Senator Robert Martwick. He represents Chicago's northwest side and surrounding suburbs. For him, the bill's purpose is crystal clear. Very simply, this is designed to uh, help remove the stigma as we see rising suicide rates amongst our children uh, with the immense pressures that they're facing uh, both socially with social media in light of the global pandemic. Uh, we see these suicide rates rising, and we want those children to know that we want them to address their mental health before it becomes something that it's it's too big for them to address. Mm-hmm. And, and as I mentioned at the top, um, these days would not need a doctor's note once um, the, the student returns to the classroom. Um, you know, you mentioned um, what we saw during the pandemic. Um is is that what inspired you to sponsor this bill? What what we saw happening with um, some students during the pandemic? Uh, absolutely, and and as, as I said, I, I think the pandemic just kind of was the perfect storm that brought all of these pressures that that our our young children are dealing with, and um, it just kind of swirled them all in together into one perfect storm, and we saw suicide rates really skyrocket, and uh, you know to be. Just in the interest of honesty, this is a a bill idea that came from staff. You know, I I love our citizen democracy. I'm a a real estate lawyer, so mental health is not my, um, you know, it's not what I do in my normal life. But a staffer by the name of Rena Tandon came forward with me and said, hey, I've been reading about this. And what do you think about sponsoring a law like this? And uh, it, it would really intrigue me. And we started down the path and it really caught the attention of the General Assembly and the public at large. And, and we really saw an outcry from the general public that, yes, we need this. And that really helped the bill move through the legislative process. What are you hoping the long-term benefits of this bill will be? Well, uh, undoubtedly, um, again, in not a, an area of expertise, but if there's one thing that I've learned through my service in the General Assembly and, and attending hearings and hearing people speak about mental health, that the biggest the threshold to cross is seeking help. Once you've sought help, then the rest of that is relatively easy once you cross that first mound. Or I shouldn't say it's easy, but but at least you know help is on the way. But it's it's the problem start when people don't address it. And so the idea here is to um, raise awareness. Um, and it also raises awareness not just amongst the children who may be experiencing mental health and not understanding what's going on with them, but it raises awareness in the schools, too, at the advice of one of my colleagues, Senator Karina Villa, who was a school social worker by trade before she became a state senator. She suggested that we add in a provision that permits schools, after a student has taken two days of mental health, 
uh, to then refer that child for further mm -hmm. services, be it a social worker, uh, school psychologist, or or other person to help them, you know, so that we can try and identify what's going on and and get them some intervention. I, that's very important to note because um, I, I would imagine, you know, for, for some students, you know, you get back to school and you still have all the responsibilities that you may have missed the day before um, and that that would be something to, uh, you know, offering them more services might um, help address maybe stresses when they come back. Yeah, exactly. And, and as I said, you know, I, I think anyone, any adult can look back at their middle school and high school years and think about all the pressures that we were going, they were going through. And yet few have to deal with all of the added pressures that this generation of school children are going through. So, so this is a way of, of, you know, again, allowing them to kind of attend to their own mental health and um, raising awareness to the school that there might be a problem instead of just the child suffering in silence before they, uh, you know, take some sort of uh, harmful action. Mm -hmm. Well, on the other end of it, you know, any concerns that students might use the Mental Health Day policy as an excuse to just skip school? Oh, sure. I, I think that that is um, that was raised regularly. Uh, there's mm -hmm. always as in any law, there should be a little uh, uh, some dose of skepticism. My answer to that was that not to make light of it, but those students who choose to skip school will find an excuse no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. um, to skip school. And so I, I would much rather uh, risk that uh, as opposed to not offer this to the students who need that access to that those mental health days. And I, I think that's been the reaction that I've received from people who've reached out to me to thank me for sponsoring the bill. This is Reset. I'm Susie on in for Sasha Ann Simons. That's State Senator Robert Martwick, sponsor of a new law granting Illinois students five mental health days off of school each year. Thanks, Senator. Thank you, Susan. And we're going to bring Diana Castaneda into the conversation now. She's Director of Youth and Family Services at Community Counseling Centers of Chicago. Diana, welcome back to Reset. Thank you. So, Diana, what impact are you hoping this new Mental Health Day policy will have for children? As the senator said, I, I would imagine the first step is in destigmatizing and, and normalizing that just like kids get doctor's notes and miss school to go to the dentist, to go to their yearly physical, that this is a normal reason to take off from school as well, to, to tend to their mental health, to go see their psychiatrist, to go see their therapist, to get an initial appointment, to get into services. We're hoping that this moves the needle in allowing more kids who need services access to it and less stigma when trying to do so. Mm -hmm. Any concerns that students or, or their parents might be reluctant to take mental health days off because they'd be flagged by the school's guidance counselor or, or nurse? If that is a concern, I think we have to look at what's going on systemically. What is happening that this parent is not trusting that a guidance counselor or a nurse would be helpful at school or not understanding? If it goes back to stigma, we're moving the needle slowly, but surely, hopefully. If there are other systems at play, then those are conversations that need to be happening at the school level as to what guidance counsel counsels, nurses, people at schools can do to reassure parents that they will be supported and not shunned. And Diana, what, what are the most common mental health uh, challenges faced by, by children lately? 
anxiety, depression, un- uncertainty, uh, social anxiety, I think, and, and going back to interacting with peers after they haven't in, in so long, uh, all of which are pretty normal reactions to an unprecedented global pandemic that we haven't faced in a 100 years. And so typically what parents can do in the past, having been a child and adolescent themselves, is reassure their kids it gets better and they know that from experience. Right now we're facing a situation where we don't know the future and even adults are having to admit that their reassurance comes with an asterisk because we don't know how this is going to play out and we don't know how long it's going to be and it is unpredictable. So the natural response to unpredictability is anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during um, long Lockdown remote learning, a lot was made of um, student mental health uh, with isolation. But, mm-hmm. you know, going back to school doesn't necessarily solve the problem. As you mentioned, um, you know, kids coming back for the first time, there's there's anxiety there uh, for some students of, of just being around a lot of people all at once for the first time in, in over a year. Do you have any data on the rates of anxiety, or depression or, or other mental health issues kids are facing? Yeah, it depends sort of on the population and, and what we're seeing, but we're talking about probably at least a third of kids experiencing some consequence from the huge upheaval in their lives that includes some level of anxiety or depression and, and a percentage of those that go on to also experience severe depression, including suicidal thoughts. But it is definitely um, higher numbers than, than what we've seen in recent years. We've got a caller on the line, Dennis in Bloomingdale. You're on reset. Yeah, I just wanted to comment about, uh, I, I know mental health for children is very important. I'm raising six children. <laughs> Some of them are already raised. Uh, but we had one child that was at a doctor's appointment, and the doctor noticed that he was anxious uh, with the procedure that, that she was going to do with him. So she recommended that he have some counseling, which we kind of dismissed out of hand. Um, there was a record of that in his doctor's appointment record, and he was later on denied military service on that basis that he didn't follow up on that mental health issue that the doctor had said. Um, and, and just in terms of these bills going through, are they considering the ramifications of having mental health records in their school files or their doctor's files and how that might affect them later on? So. It's a consideration that I think is important. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that, Dennis. Diana, I mean, it sounds like this was um, an issue uh, from years ago, but is this something that as a society we've kind of addressed or uh, considered what uh, Dennis laid out there? Yeah, so I certainly don't have a, a expert background on the military, and so that's a specific system that I, I can't comment on on their procedures. Generally speaking, moving forward, I think the hope is that anyone would see that on a record and not automatically assume that somebody cannot perform services just like their peers, at least not without doing an investigation. What's happening so far with so much stigma is that people are lacking curiosity and lacking follow-through. They see one thing and they make all sorts of assumptions instead of having more in-depth conversations about what's going on, what kind of treatment they they've received and how maybe having gone through the mental health issues might make them stronger candidates for all all sorts of systems and situations. Diana, what other factors might be contributing to children's mental health issues right now? Um, What about the the trauma of of gun violence in some of Chicago's communities and, and of course, the racial reckoning? Um, What are you hearing from, from families? 
absolutely that the pandemic has exacerbated a lot of issues that they were already facing. They did not create new ones gun violence, instability, trauma in black and brown communities. It's an ongoing issue. And in, in schools in particular, the importance of the mental health days and acknowledging this is how many teachers and students have had classmates lost to gun violence, lost to trauma, lost to suicide. And that is not being attended to. That is not being talked about. Enough care is not being given to these kids. And so even for a lot of issues now that aren't related to the pandemic, they needed these mental health days um, many years ago. So I'm mm -hmm. glad the pandemic um, allowed it to finally happen, but this has been a need that's been ongoing for a long time. And we've got another caller, Lisa in Skokie. Uh, Lisa, you are happy that this new law is in place. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic, actually. I was saying that I lost my daughter. Uh, next week will be six years to suicide. She was oh, a sorry. sophomore. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something that I've been trying to push for. I tried getting the school at the time to talk about it even more. Several kids at this particular school um, suffered the same ending. And uh, it's something that I think is so necessary. Well, Lisa, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. And, and thank you for uh, pushing for this type of law to go through. Um, I, I think it is going to make a difference for um, a lot of students out there. Um, Diana, you're, uh, you know, this is exactly what you, you were talking about just now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. First of all, Lisa, I'm sorry to hear about that loss. Uh, and we always want to feel like these deaths don't happen in vain, like we can do better, we can be preventative. Um, sometimes things can't be prevented, but we want to feel like we're moving the needle somewhat and we're helping uh, kids get the help uh, that they need and at least have some sort of chance to improve their mental health. Diana, what suggestions do you um, have for uh, parents or, or uh, their guardians should they look out for that might not just be the typical teen insecurities and emotions, but, but could be something more serious? How do you know it's time to seek professional help with a child? I would look at behaviorally, especially because as, as parents, it's normal to uh, minimize maybe some of the things the kids are saying as kind of like teen drama and, and not that big. I would look out for behaviors. Um, even what was mentioned earlier, even if kids are skipping school, I mean, that should be a red flag that something's going on. Why are they skipping school? Is it test anxiety? Is it depression? Is it really just a, a fun, like Bueller, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Mm -hmm. What is going on here? Read, read the behaviors. Are their grades dropping below what they normally receive? Are they not able to get out of bed? Do you see them isolating more, passing up opportunities to do things that normally make them feel good about themselves? Look out for the behaviors and also do as much normalizing and validating of their feelings as, as possible in that process. Diana, um, are you hopeful that this bill will increase the public's understanding of the mental health struggles of, of a lot of our children are facing and acknowledging that this problem actually exists? Yes, I'm, I'm very hopeful that people will feel less inclined to minimize what, what kids are going through and just assume it'll pass and understand the enormity of, of the situation that we're facing. Um, by extension, I think that in, in general, that this just brings more attention to the importance of prioritizing mental health in schools, you know, that teachers are also getting the support they need to cope with teaching students who may be traumatized, who may be depressed, who may be anxious, teaching them is, is 
different than teaching a child who is not currently struggling with mental health issues, that principals and security guards and everybody in the school environment also feels like they are getting the support for their mental health they need because by default it will possibly impact kids if their environments are also well taken care of. Right, I think we've got Sarah from Libertyville. Sarah, you're on reset. Well, you know, the kids are going through this um, issue, and it's not just the kids that are going, it's the family that is going through. It's affecting mm-hmm. everybody emotionally, and it's very draining. So I think it needs to be more of a family counseling issue, and um, it's it's a lot. It's a lot that parents have to go through all this. Not just the parents, just I, you know, the family. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 hard for parents to watch their their kids struggle. Um, Diana, your your reaction. I agree with that one hundred percent, and I'm happy to hear that acknowledgement. Parents often have the mentality that they need to do what's best for their kid and focus on their child. And what we really try to get parents to understand is that their mental health will positively impact their child's mental health if it's taken care of. So oftentimes parents feel guilty taking up attention or space for themselves or even their own therapy because they should be attending to their kids. And both those things are helpful to the kids and talking about it together as a family Mm -hmm. and family therapy can be incredibly cathartic and therapeutic to be able to communicate to each other how much Mm -hmm. pain they are in and how challenging it is and be able to see that it can be hard, but they can still get through it together as a family. Uh, That's Diana Castaneda, Director of Youth and Family Services at Community Counseling Centers of Chicago. Thanks so much. Thank you. And that's it for today's Reset. For more of our interviews, subscribe to this podcast. And please give us a rating. It helps other listeners find us. I'm Susie Ahn. Be well and come back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.